0: Praise the Lord, everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Ladies' Day is what this is. And to all of the sons, happy Mother's Day to you because you certainly would not be here if it were not for your mama. So we're grateful. Can we give all of those kids one big, great hand? Didn't they do fantastic? It is my honor and privilege this morning to welcome all of you and to especially introduce my grandmother, who is here. This is my father's mother. He is an only child, so we are her only, my sister and I are her only two grandchildren. And so we have been abundantly blessed by having a very close relationship with my JJ. And so I would like to welcome my JJ to the platform this morning to say something to all of us and could you just give her honor as my husband helps her get up to the stage.
1: Lord. I'm so happy to be here today. I'm so blessed to be here with family, personal family, and family of God. You are so wonderful, and we praise the Lord for you. So um, uh, I want I wanted to tell you just a few things. I don't know if you know when Mother's Day actually started, but there was a lady by the name of Anna Jarvis, who celebrated the first Mother's Day on May the 12th, 1907. Is there anybody here that was alive in 1907? No. At any rate, she was honoring her mother, and her mother had already died three years prior to this, but she had a special Mother's Day service at the church she went to and in Grafton, West Virginia. And then seven years later, excuse me, seven years later, President Woodrow Wilson issued a proclamation on May the 9th, 1914, asking for America to give a public expression of reverence to mothers, and he called it a Mother's Day celebration. And that was the second Sunday of May. So ever since then, we've had Mother's Day on what Sunday in May? Second Sunday in May. And uh, Second Kings, the fourth chapter, Elijah went to Shunem. And Shunem was an influential place that had a special lady there, and she was wealthy. And she insisted that Elijah stopped by her house to eat. Her husband was like a farmer and they had money and she had no children. But every time Elisha went through Shenam, he stopped for her house to eat. And she was very courteous and congenial to him. And so one day she told her husband, she said, I think we could make a room for him. We have an empty upstairs, Up on the roof and so they got some walls put up and she uh, made a room and she had stairway from the outside he didn't have to go into their house but he went up the stairway to to a room that she made especially for Elisha and she put in a bed and a table a chair and a lamp and so he could stay there many days if, if he wanted to on his way as he was ministering other places and then she uh, asked her husband to do more she was not stingy at all even though they had money she was willing to to uh, give it to the Lord's work and so it was her desire to provide not just hospitality, she always wanted a child and she never did have one. So Elijah, when he turned the favor of hospitality back to her, he promised that she would get a child. And she thought, I don't know if that's gonna come true. But he uh, said, a year from now, when I come back through here, you will have a child. So that happened. She had a child and the child grew. And when he was old enough, he went with his dad to the farm. And while he was there one day, he had a terrible headache and he needed to go back home. So his mother took him in and she held him and she brought him up to uh, the room that she made, especially for Elijah. And she laid him in the bed there and he died. He died the Lord had given her this child and then he passed away and you know what she did she went and got somebody that worked for her husband and her and she said come with me we are going to get Elisha and bring him back here and so they did that she went and got Elisha and brought him back to her house and he prayed for the son And he told her and her husband, he said, I don't want you in the room. I'm going to pray alone. And so he prayed for the son and he prayed and he prayed. And finally, the son woke up and he started sneezing. He sneezed seven times. And so Elijah came down with the son and he knelt in front of the mother and he said, the Lord has given life back to your son. And Do you know what she did? She knelt down in front of Elisha. She knelt at his feet. I think I would have grabbed the son and hugged him. But she didn't do that. She knelt and thanked the Lord in front of Elisha for giving her back her son. And then she hugged the son and took him with care. So she went out. That was her her response. And I want to read a scripture to you over in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, verses one through three and i reuse the amplified bible it says children obey your parents in the lord as his representatives for this is just and right honor esteem and value as precious your father and your mother this is the first commandment with promise the first commandment that had a promise that's all, that all may be well with you and that you may live long on the earth. So there was a blessing in this promise that uh, is read to us today. And, and we are blessed to know this, this scripture. And we can honor and esteem our Lord and, and value him in a precious way. Love your mother, number one. Love your mother. Number two, hug her. Number three, understand her. Listen to her, help her. Number five, number six, remember her. Number seven, remind yourself how much she is needed. Sometimes we just kind of pass over those things, but all of these are good for us to dwell on. And this morning, I want to honor my mother by saying in a memory that I have of her and the love that she taught me. She taught me to honor God first, to live for the Lord. That was my number one thing that she wanted me to do is to give my life to God. And 80 years ago, the Lord filled me with his spirit. He filled me when I was six years old. And so the first thing in my life I want to do is to encourage my children and my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren to always put the Lord first in your life. You can never go wrong. You can never go wrong. Bless you.
0: Now, I'm not going to have my grandmother go all the way down to her seat because what I'd like to do is all of those ladies who are 70-plus, and so there is no end to that. If you are 70-plus, I would like you to please stand and come to the front to receive your gift. Can we give all of those ladies 70-plus a hand as they come to the front to receive their gift? It is my distinct pleasure also to invite my sister to speak. This is um, especially uh, special for me because she is about to make me a girl aunt. My sister-in-law already made me a boy aunt. And so now I'm about to be a girl aunt very soon. And so I am very, very excited and honored to invite my sister to speak to
2: you this morning. Praise the Lord. It is always a joy to be here and get the opportunity to speak to all of the wonderful ladies and gentlemen here. And all the more so on Ladies Day. And I do say Ladies Day and not just Mother's Day because the Bible makes it so clear that it's not just about children who are born from women. Right? In fact, in Second Samuel, a city is described as a mother in Israel. And I got to thinking about that. What does it mean to be a, a mother in Israel or a mother in the kingdom, whether you have biological children or not? And, you know, it's ironic because the city that was described was a place called Abel. And that means meadow or pasture land. And they said, look, this is a city where you can seek counsel. And it's a mother in Israel. Are you seeking to destroy this mother in Israel? And what's so powerful is it's that it's a place of safety. Pasture land where I can find rest. Where I can find counsel. Where I can find something sweet. Something good that nurtures me that restores me, that encourages me, that uplifts me. And every woman in this congregation, whether they have born children in the biological sense or whether they have birthed spiritual children, can fit that bill. And they certainly do. Amen? And so in thinking about what it means to be a mother, um, and yes, she's well on her way. (laughs) I'm hoping she holds off until her father comes home. Um, But I want to be, for my little girl, as well as for all of the wonderful children that I have had the opportunity to touch their lives, to be that safe place. To be that resting place. To be that place where they can get an encouraging word, a smiling face, something that helps uplift and restore. And you say, well, they're not my biological children. No, but I'm invested. And that's what it means to be a mother. To raise up the next generation and to help whether you birthed them or you didn't. And I'm so thankful that we have so many wonderful ladies here today who that is their heartbeat. I have seen so many say, well, you know, I didn't raise them up, but I'm raising them up in the Lord amen and what a powerful testimony and i give honor to each and every one of you here this morning Um, whether you have given birth or not in the biological sense you are a part of a spiritual birth and a spiritual renewal and that is something precious and wonderful in the eyes of the lord and i give honor to the all of the mothers in my line from my jj to my mother and my sister as well so may the lord bless you all and we are getting ready so ladies age zero to 34 prepare yourself all of you ladies because the time to receive your gift is now so let's stand up and come on on up we've mixed up the age groups we're throwing you a curveball making sure you're paying attention so if you are from the ages zero to 34 Come on up and receive your gift. Aren't they doing a wonderful job? Yes, let's just give them another round. It is my great privilege and honor to introduce my sister, who has blazed many trails for me over the course of my life and has was my first introduction to what it means to be an aunt and getting to see, although my mother was my first introduction, obviously, to motherhood, My sister gave me a whole new introduction coming from adulthood, and watching her as a mother has been such a joy and a privilege, and to see her raise two beautiful daughters um, who are very like her in so many wonderful ways um, is also a wonderful joy, and she has been such a blessing to me over the years. We won't talk about how many. But all of my life, she has. She's always been there as not only my sister, but as my friend and my best friend, and I appreciate her so much.
0: This uh, particular Mother's Day, I could not get Esther off my mind, and... um, I was thinking about the powerful story of Esther and 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 I think a lot of times we we tell the story of Esther as if it's a romance, as if it's almost a love story, a biblical love story. And I think really when you look at the story of Esther, it's it's not quite that. I think it's a story of strength and strength in women and I think it's the strength that the Lord wants us each to have men and women, but particularly women. And I, and I look at Esther's story and I think a lot of people think, you know, that that must've been such a significant love relationship that she had with the King. But actually I think it must've been a a bit of a, a terror for her because I can only imagine when she's going to her husband and says, I cannot go see him because if he doesn't extend the scepter to me in this moment because he's not called me I could die. And I thought that's not that's not the relationship that I have with my spouse. Anytime I want to go see my husband, it doesn't matter. I'm never afraid that that death is on the line. And that's not the relationship that I have with with my heavenly father either. Anytime I want to come into his throne room, he welcomes me. I don't feel the fear of my life in that moment. But I think about how Esther had to prepare herself just to get ready to meet the king. And I think that's the story of all of us. And that's particularly the story of women. And I think a lot of times they say, you know, the little rhyme what are little girls made of? Sugar and spice and everything nice. That's that's what little girls are made of. But I think really what little girls are actually made of is what Esther went through when she was preparing to see the king, which is 6 months of bitter and 6 months of sweet. Because it's like every good meal, you can't just have dessert. You have to have your vegetables. And I think that is what is powerful to me about growing into my own womanhood and so many things that all of you have given to me. Sometimes it's a cookie, but sometimes it's something that's bitter, but it's good for you. It's like the gardens of our life. Sometimes we go out and we're going to pull those weeds and we think they have no value, but I just learned recently that some of the weeds actually do wonderful things for you. I had no idea that dandelion can reduce inflammation. It's got wonderful properties to it if you know how to use it. Those stinging nettles, a lot of herbalists will actually use those for health benefits. And I thought to myself, If we look at the combination of all of the events in our life and we go, you know, sometimes that felt like a stinging nettle. Sometimes that feels like it's a bitter taste. But I think to myself, you know what, that is the beauty of what God is doing in our lives is he's preparing something wonderful. And so the difference between the things that sting us and burn us and, and those things that we go, it's a bitter taste right now, And the bitter that everyone else receives who's just in the world is for us, it can be an anti-inflammatory. It can reduce the pain, the swelling. Because that's what Jesus does is he turns it around. It doesn't have to be something that's just only a hurt. It doesn't just have to be a pain. It can be something that's a balm to our soul. And at the end of that process that Esther went through she was just right she wasn't too sweet and she wasn't too bitter she had exactly the right (coughs) fragrance and I have to say in my time with all of you you give me the exact right fragrance you are beautiful And all of your experiences, I've seen so many of you go through so many hard things and so many joyous occasions. But it's like Jesus uses all of that to season you just right. And through the joy that you have in the Holy Ghost, I am richly blessed in my own life and can go through my own seasons of the bitter A little bit easier because of what I can smell coming off of you. And so as this morning we worship the Lord, think of it as the sweet fragrance, the aroma, the incense of praise and worship. Because I feel in this room nothing but perfume. And I think that's, that's what is beautiful about Mother's Day today is the perfume of his praise that I, that I can see and smell in the room. I bless you all this morning. You are so special and meaningful to me, and you've, you've done so much in my own garden and in my own life, and I love you all. Thank you this Mother's Day. I bless you all.
2: All of the ladies aged 35 to 50, now is your time to shine. Come, please stand and come receive your gift, age 35 to 50.
3: a hand clap right now.
0: Well, as our mother is doing what our mother does, we want to introduce our mother as our next uh, speaker, And of course, for us, it's especially special because she is not only the mother of uh, my sister and I biologically, but she is the mother of our church. And we love and honor her very, very much.
2: And it is such a privilege to call her a dual mother for us because what you see here is who she is at home. She loves so deeply and so sincerely and so truly and so genuinely. And so when she says, I love you and I'm praying for you, you can bank on it. It is real. It's not put on. It's not show. It is as sincere and true and valid as the Word of God itself. And it has been such a privilege and honor to grow up in her household and watch her as a model for us behind the scenes and in front of the scenes, and to know that to live a life dedicated. And in commitment to the Lord is real and it's possible for all of us because we've seen it modeled so well before us. And so we give her all due honor and respect this morning.
3: Jared, we need lyrics up there.
1: so, so-
4: Whoa! stay.
3: Get close enough to these moms, even the dads and their children. And we try to, we don't have enough mics, and they want the mic. <laughs> the littles want it very much power, voice, you know. And uh, that's in us dominion from the very beginning of our birth. Let us make man in our image and likeness, he said. He didn't say it to the stars, although everywhere I look, from the geese that eat the corn that Papa Don keeps putting out. And after he fed himself this morning, I watched him, he started honking, and he flew down to the pond. I think he was saying, I'm full, it's your turn. Everywhere I see these little animals and I look at the stars, I see the stamp of his hand. It's just like, you can hear a song and you'll go, that sounds like so-and-so wrote that. And after a while, all the great artists start sounding like themselves. And you can almost pick out. And people who look at great painters can say, that's a, and a, cause I know the marks. And when I look at creation, From the simplest little wildflowers that grow unbidden in the pasture land where I live and the stars that twinkle and have all my 64 years. I see the consistency and stability and faithfulness of God, winter, spring, summer, fall, but those are not his image and those are not his likeness. They have the stamp of his artistic endeavor, but they're not him. He said, let us create man in our image and likeness. And then the scripture said, male and female created he them. Two sides of this invisible, majestic God, male and female, strong, impervious, unemotional, powerful, get it done, protector, defender, soldier, provider strong, mighty, and then what the Jews call the Shekinah, the glory, nurturing, tender, merciful, forgiving, just, the connective tissue between bones and joints, the softness, the gentleness, the goodness, all of that. In fact, Galatians 5 says, these are the fruits of his spirit, this invisible creator. He didn't say it's the majestic ice-cold stars that are suspended on the black velvet of night, or the lovely spring that leaps forward after such harsh winter. And I'm amazed to see how many things can endure three, four, five frosts of spring in Ohio and still survive. It looks like a Several of my little plants were wiped out in the very base, teeny, teeny, tiny little leaves struggling to come forth. And all of those things, as I said, bear the imprint. But that's not his image and likeness. It's the man and the woman. It's the manifestation, and I looked up image. It's the physical representation, and you know what likeness is? Manifesting. That's when you look at a little girl, and you go, she is just like her mama. And you're not just talking about that exterior, that curly hair, or those brown eyes, but you see mannerisms, and it's quite amazing when children act like or have characteristics of grandparents they never even met i have a friend who said my son is so like my dad and he was just little when my dad died so but when i hear him preach i see my father it's amazing to me and the song these children sang so will i you know you can't choose your first birth but you can sure choose the second one If you don't choose the second birth, then you're left with what your mom and dad gave you and a nature that is as distant from the God of the garden as the farthest star is from the earth. We simply cannot be like God without God for the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, meekness, temperance, faith. And it's okay. We need some salvation because we've had a fallen mic. Okay, so maybe we'll just put it in our lap and not touch it. Thank you. It is well. And just like that mic dropped, (laughs) we dropped the day Adam and Eve distanced themselves from their parent. From the boundaries and the nurturing and we've been falling farther and farther ever since. So I I just want to remind you that while you could not shape your genetic DNA, you cannot get away from your mother's eyes, your dad's hands or your A negative or B positive. You get to choose whose character you manifest. There are only two choices. A character with God or a character without God. That's it. And we see a broken world groping around to find out where its place is. And as the mother of this church and the mother of my own children, the mother of another granddaughter, and all of them born in June, I don't know if everybody got to see that. Are Brooke and Dalton here? I don't know if they're here or not. Are they here? They, they went out. Kate, Kelly, I guess you're our most recent, yeah? Just stand up and turn around and show everybody Charlotte Colette. The day Charlotte Colette was born, Josiah and Kelly stopped being children. They got a so will I right there. Every rebellion they've ever experienced, they're going to see her manifest, except. This time around, they're going to be the ones trying to shape the image and the likeness. Thank you, Kelly. Let's give her a hand. All three of my grandchildren, God willing, the third one coming soon, are going to be June babies. I know their nature already before they get here, been down that road. So although we could probably give them all kinds of goodies all kinds and we'll lavish love on them i can't get to their character i can't get to their likeness nope that's going to take a connection that says you know what i can't do this by myself you set this in motion if the stars hang there and you know what they're never going to change the stars are what they are a lion is going to be what he is till he dies he's a predator And that little roebuck he's chasing is going to be prey. That's the way it is. That's not going to change. We can change. We change. We change. So on this Mother's Day, while we consider the softer side of God through the eyes of your mother, even though she wasn't perfect, she was a broken representation of an invisible God. I think probably most of us have been married longer than we lived at home. At some point, you take responsibility for who you are and what you do. I'd like to ask you whose image? You may bear the image of your mother. You may bear the image of your father, but whose likeness are you? in? God had a plan. His greatest hope was not that Charlotte Colette would look like Josiah and Kelly, although she does. She definitely looks like both of you. He said, that little child right there needs to know me. So when we have Mother's Day, I want to remind you, we have an appointment this way. While you're eating and drinking and celebrating your mother, she's a representation of something that will never go away. And that's the connection. So I'm going to ask these children to stand and sing this again, and then I will invite you to come forward and receive your gift. It's 1133, and we've done very well. So, and if you want to join us in singing it, I ask moms to stand with their little girls, and so now maybe they can all get together. How about Jesse? How about you go over there and stand with your mama, Laney? Come on over there. And Roman, is Roman standing with his dad? Shane, you and Anne are there. Y'all get with your kids. I'm glad all, everybody else was able to come. I know that uh, Rachel's probably working. She's downstairs, actually. I don't, is Rachel downstairs? Tell her, come on up if she can be with her children. You can bring them back up. They don't know this song, but that's okay. They're wearing your image and your likeness, but if you want them to be Galatians children, you're going to have to bring them to church, mama, daddy, so they can learn about this. Otherwise, they're going to be like orphans spiritually. They don't have any way of introducing, except through your character. I mean, you got to make a choice. We're close to the end, I suppose, that I can I can say these things. And so when I call you, it'll be 51 to 64. I haven't called you yet. Because I want you to see and sing and then it'll be 51 to 64 when I call you 69 51 to 69 that's right somebody typed to me 64 that's okay okay are we ready I know that some of you know it would you sing it with us happy mother's day I love you I guess what I could say to you mama is let the lord mother you so you can lead your children to a true mother and a true father and if your kids aren't here with you today it's okay it's all right we're asking that the lord will bring them to you you can still mother a child in this congregation and you can bring jesus home to your kids you can let them feel everybody needs to feel this